Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is the Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. Oh my god, it's the season seven finale. Uh, 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 I'm dancing. You can't see it because we don't do video. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we've been on the air for seven seasons. (laughs) Sounds like we have a radio show. (laughs) That's basically 70 episodes because we usually do around 10 a, a season. That's crazy. That's crazy. And in every season, I'm like, remember the first season? And I thought it wasn't <laughs> going to happen again. And now here we are, years now, later. later. You're like, dragging me along. No, just kidding. <laughs> so many years later, here we are. We are back better than ever. We back. <laughs> and we already have so many guests lined up for season eight. Oh, my gosh. Season eight so is going to be bigger and better than ever before. Yes, so many exciting people that we can't wait to record an interview and have you guys listen to. Um, But this final episode, we just wanted to take a chill moment and answer some fan questions slash questions that we asked our friends to send in um, so that we felt popular and (laughs) like we had an influence. (laughs) So, (laughs) But we love hearing what people ask about and it gives a fresh new perspective to the pod to the pod um, so we will be answering those today i'm so Megan, excited ready? yes what's our what's our first question we're going to start with a question from luke handle on instagram at luke wj24 <laughs> go follow him <laughs> great content <laughs> i'm like let's promote everybody <laughs> and he asked how do you go about songwriting do you start with lyrics or do you start by messing around on the piano or guitar that's an excellent question, Luke. Um, um, Luke WJ24. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I would say that it's kind of, it fluctuates. It's kind of um, a ever-moving thing. Mm-hmm. Like recently, I was just in Seattle for the weekend for work, and I didn't have an instrument with me, but... My partner and I were like sick in our hotel room in Seattle, like didn't really want to go out and do anything. And so I was just like writing a little poem about like being sick in Seattle. And I feel like that's going to turn into a song. And so it started from lyrics. But usually a lot of the time um, for me, I start with like a musical idea, but it really does like differ a lot. So that's a fun question. That I have an ambiguous answer to. <laughs> ambiguity. Is that how you say that? Amb- ambiguity? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Question. Wow. <laughs> well, like a real word. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for the most part, I always start with lyrics, but it's like I have a whole like plethora of lyrics or lyrical ideas that I have saved. And then when I want to write a song, like I'll go to the piano or guitar, usually the piano, and try to figure out some sort of chord progression or melodic idea that I like. And then I'll go to the lyrics and be like, do any of these lyrics work with this? 
chord progression that I now have. Mm-hmm. And if it does, great, then I'll like base the song off of that. But if they don't, then I'll like try to come up with other lyrics in the moment. So yeah, I feel like mine fluctuates as well. It's like however the spirit moves you, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yours is like, it's kind of like a puzzle. Like yes. seeing what fits where. I like that. That's cool. That's creative. That's 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 very cool. Yeah, so creative. So creative. There's so many creative. different ways mm-hmm. to approach writing a song. And like there who was it? Was it Beth Wood in last season who was saying she write yeah, she writes every morning. She has a cup of coffee cup oh my god cup of coffee yeah and reads so she like in takes things in and then she like and then she writes for however long Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that would be a good practice yeah she's who i want to be honestly i know she's she has really great um things that she does the like daily things that she does that i want to get yeah she's so disciplined yeah so cool yeah so shout the next out. question shout out beth wood <laughs> the next question is from christopher morse that just Hello, sounds christopher. like an artist name <laughs> yeah like, you were born to play music you know with the name <laughs> like that um and he said congrats on wrapping up season seven thank you so much thank you <laughs> um and he asks what physical tools do you use in your songwriting process aside from your instrument like, do you use pen or paper, computer document, your phone? What do you use? Oh, my gosh. I have so many. Mm-hmm. So many. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Yeah, you go. You go. I, yeah, it's my turn. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the majority of the time I like handwriting. Yes. Um, so I have songwriting <laughs> journals and I prefer a journal that's not lined. Um, because I just, I mark all over it. Like this is specifically, it's weird because for journal writing, I prefer lined, but for songwriting, I prefer not lined. We're getting very specific. When you're moving things around, you know, it's just like, I don't want to be confined by the lines. It's a part of the puzzle making. Yeah. Or like journaling or like poetry that I'll write. Like I prefer lined paper or my computer, you know? Um, totally. I always um like gravitate towards writing in an unlined journal but if I don't have a journal available then I'll write on my phone um and I'll use um voice memos and like record um lyrical or melodic ideas or whatever it is but I also try to transcribe everything that I write that's like a final song on my computer so that I have lead sheets oh, yeah. if needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of a pain because it's like, okay, I'm writing it. Maybe I'm starting on my phone and then moving to like a journal because I have a lyrical yeah. idea on the phone. But then it's like, I moved to the journal to like write everything out. And then I have to transcribe it onto a computer. So there's probably a way better way for me to be doing it. But <laughs> I just like, I like the pen to the paper feeling. And I also think the reason I don't like to write as much on lined paper, which I know is like an unpopular opinion. Like a lot of people like lined. Like I know our journal is lined because I think that's like kind of the preference. But if it's not, let us know and maybe we'll change it. 
Um, <laughs> Megan's face right now. Um, but I just, I usually write in pen instead of pencil. And so I'll like just cross things out and like circle and have so many marks around my paper that if it yeah. was lined, nothing, I, you, nothing would be legible because I definitely I prefer pen. That's for sure. Yeah. Except my sister-in-law, um, got, it has this certain brand of pencil, like, um, not even mechanical, like still like wooden pencil mm-hmm. that she gets me all the time. And it is the most wonderful pencil to write with. Um, and I forget what they're called. It's like a certain brand and it's like really soft lead and it's like really nice eraser anyway. So I love writing with that. Yeah. But, um, I totally get what you mean because I also like writing in a journal, but then I also transcribe it to Google docs. So now I've noticed myself recently, um, starting first in Google docs actually, which is kind of fun because I have a folder um, in Google Docs in my account that's um, titled song fetuses. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And so it's just like those like little ideas. And I the nice thing too, is you can download the Google Docs app onto your phone. So now I'm actually using that more than the notes app. You're so smart. Why have I not been doing that? Yeah, just totally. Putting it on docs because it's mm-hmm. so much easier when you're going like, oh my God, listening to like, voice memos and like transcribing lyrics i'm like this is awful like like, (laughs) it's just or like just looking down and having to transcribe everything and like oh it's so painful but that's such a good idea yeah download the the google drive and like google docs apps um i yeah those are like a lifesaver and also the google spreadsheets app is also a lifesaver because that's where I keep track of all of like my ticket sales for shows. Um, and so I can just like pull that up and like put in like when I sell a pre-sale or something um, like directly from my phone. But I definitely use Google Docs a ton. Yeah. Um, and then I also use voice memos a ton. Yeah. But then I also will, if I'm feeling fancy, I will record into Logic. Um, So I'll use Logic on occasion, especially if like I have a song idea, like that's melodic and not instrumental. Um, And then I can kind of play around with sounds in Logic and see kind of like what this song wants to sound like. I've done that a couple times. Yeah, there's songwriting apps where you can like set tempo and like record into them. I I had a bunch at one point, but since I've like got a new phone, they've all like been deleted and I don't have them anymore, but mm-hmm. um, different things like that. But yeah, predominantly like Google Docs, man, it's the best. Yeah, I had an app, I think it was called like The Songwriter or something for Ooh. the longest time. It had like a black, it was like a black icon with an S. Oh. oh, but I had it for the longest time and now I just realized I don't have it anymore. I think I might, must have <laughs> deleted it at some point. Um, just because going to notes or like you said, Google Doc is so easy, so um, and so user friendly. Yeah, so, yeah. But I love the pen to paper feeling. I know it, there's nothing like it. It's I just want energy. somebody to transcribe everything for me. You know? <laughs> Put it need all an <laughs> digitally. The other thing I don't like about the notes app 
is, well, and this is my fault probably on how I'm using the notes app, but I have like an entire note of lyrics. And sometimes I'm thinking of a lyric and I can't remember exactly like the context I wrote it in uh, line, and I want to just search it. Yeah. I can't search it. And so I'm just scrolling through this like endless page of random lyrics, which, yeah. you know, could be my fault the way I'm using it. <laughs> but I feel like people <laughs> can search for keywords. Yeah, you should be able to search for keywords, like like a control F situation. And maybe I could do that on the notes app on my computer. Oh, you might be able on the to. phone. These are things that we will learn in the coming days. These are things that we will For learn. years, I'll probably forget and then I'll remember and then I'll do it. <laughs> All right. What's our next question? Our next question is from Pearl Tate. And she asked, well, she asked a bunch of questions, um, but I picked my favorite one of the questions. And she asks, is writer's okay. block real? Uh, and I wanted your take on this because I have such strong feelings oh my god okay i'll go first because i want to do it an unbiased answer um i think writer's block is a construct of humanity and it was created by humans so thus is not real because without humans it would not exist nothing's real <laughs> nothing's real. simulation this turns into a conspiracy podcast i just drove back with lily future question answer um, <laughs> from des moines and she was playing some shows in memphis and now in nashville mm. um, so she drove me down and I think I said on our drive so many times, this is a simulation. And she's like, what does that mean? And I was like, it just is. <laughs> it just is. I can't explain it. <laughs> there are theories, but I'm not going to get into it because I'm not an expert. But yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with the whole idea that writer's block is a construct. Um, I'm about what are to your opinions? My, I'm about to get on my soapbox really quick. So like skip forward like two minutes if you don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I think I am a person that has used writer's block as an excuse of yes like, i'm not writing because i have writer's block i do think that you can run out of ideas of like revolving around a certain topic or like if you're writing a paper like maybe you just need to step away and come yes. back to it at a later date i was but hoping this is what you were going to say yeah but at the end of the day writer's block isn't real because if you just free write like you can write something like as long as you are living breathing thinking you can write something yeah totally because you have thoughts to express you have ideas to express and everybody does and so you can write those down um so i don't think writer's block is technically real but i understand the hurdles sometimes of writing on a certain topic yeah uh, i think also I the next question but we won't spoil that yet yeah i think also like saying that you have writer's block is like an limit you're limiting yourself putting yourself in a box and it's like it's also suggesting that everything you're writing isn't good enough mm. and so i think it ultimately is hindering your hindering you so yeah. yeah and i've recently been like i 
been saying like I feel like I'm in such a big writer's block and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and I feel like ultimately that's just hurting myself more rather than just Uh, you know pushing through and just free writing or doing whatever and like writing about goldfish you know doesn't have to be serious doesn't have to be like the next hit pop song um just keep writing for writing's sake yeah that's so true and I think too that I just with writer's block and with people like having a like kind of wall they can't get past in their writing there are ways to work through it whereas I think people who say oh I have writer's block kind of just take that as it is and like wait for something to hit them which I've definitely been in that situation and I'm in that situation a lot especially now like I'll write something when inspiration hits yeah if you're at a wall and you want to write and that's you know and you're just waiting for something like you can make that happen by just yeah. like you said writing about anything it doesn't have to be the next hit or anything like that yeah absolutely right. so that's a fun question thanks Pearl. i know i was like this is so cool but yeah no i don't think it's real but i it's do think real. like you can have issues writing about something if you look at it too long and absolutely like or yeah you don't think your ideas are good enough so you don't write them and that's mm-hmm. why you have writer's block. Yep. Um, next question. This could kind of go into it. Ooh, Jacob okay. Larson of the Jacob Larson band. Yes. Asked, what has been the most difficult song for each of you to write in your life and why? Oh, shit. So this could be like writer's block or the topic. Or I found that mm-hmm. writing songs that are difficult to process emotionally, like, I feel a sense yeah. of writer's block with that because it's like an emotional block more than a writer's block. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is tough. I think one of the hardest songs. It's kind of tough because a lot of my songs in the past have just been like from inspiration so they've all kind of come relatively quickly Mm -hmm. um but now i'm having a harder time writing and i don't really have like a lot of finished songs so i think my answer would be all of of all of like the half written songs that i have right now that either i just i think i'm either too picky or they're not living up to my standards or or they're not hitting the way I want them to I don't know what it is but like just all of the songs that I'm writing right now (laughs) I feel like too that could be the underlying pressure of your sophomore album that we talked about yeah previous episode like that lingering like I need to outdo myself kind of thing yes yeah no that is such a good point that I totally forgot about because I like recently, I'm just like, kind of feel like I'm in a rut. But this mm. is something for another day. What what are I'm interested to see what your song is. I mean, my take is very different. Yeah, like I think the hardest song I've ever had to write wasn't necessarily hard for me to like get out emotionally, but it was hard for me to ever share with people. Was scream no. Oh. Um, just about like my experience with sexual assault and especially releasing it. It's a very intense song. Yeah. 
And it also was very much based on my experience. So I was terrified of like people from my high school recognizing who it was and stuff like that. Um, But releasing it just for me to kind of get that weight off my shoulders of like this, not even secret, but just this thing that had been weighing down on me for so long that nobody really knew about. Yeah. Um, So I don't think that was necessarily hard for, it was hard emotionally for me to write, but like it came so naturally because it was just so raw and pure emotion and needed. Um, Yeah. Like definitely needed. I think the time that I had the most trouble writing anything was right when I moved to Nashville and had just broken up with my long-term boyfriend and I knew I needed to write about it. And like, that was what was so prevalent in my life at that time that uh, that was what I wanted to write about. But every time I sat down to write, it was like, I don't even know what to write about or what yeah. to say and just got like so almost too much. Yeah. So that that's probably been like more recently the hardest one to like actually sit down and write and not even a certain song, just in general, hard to write. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything on my last album that was like difficult to write. Yeah. But I think the Navy's coming was difficult because um a lot of people interpreted that song in a way that I didn't want it to be interpreted as like really yeah like they interpreted it as, as like a toxic relationship with another person which I oh. totally understand that interpretation but it was more about the toxic relationship with myself oh, and like, yeah. you know and so I mean it was hard to write that song anyway because that was one of the first songs I ever thought was like, this is really describing like how I feel emotionally. Yeah. Um, and so making sure that message got across, right. Which it like still didn't. And I mean, no message will ever come across perfectly if you're, you know, yeah. a creative writer in any way. Um, yeah. But I think that was difficult to try to make clear to the audience what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yes, I want the audience to understand and like, be able to connect but also I'm releasing it for me so it shouldn't necessarily matter as much as I made it matter yeah Um, but that was hard to like I would say that was more editing than writing um but editing's hard too because it's like you get so attached and then (laughs) editing is hard yeah I like re in recent years I've had Colin write or help edit a lot of a lot if not all of my songs (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I know he'll give me really honest good feedback Mm -hmm. um and also like I'm just too it's too like I get too attached to certain lines and I'm like I love this line and it'll be like that line that I really love that Colin's like I think you should like change it or reword it it doesn't make sense yeah whatever yeah that's what like kind of holds you back is that attachment to Mm -hmm. certain lines and you can always keep them. Like if it's not meant for that song, it could be meant for a different song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think editing is one of the harder parts. And you're yeah, right. Like, that- when you think about editing, writing's the easy part. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I even think of my mom, like she she wrote a book and I was one of the editors for it. And yeah, going back and- wrote a book. What? I always forget that. She I know. A what a lady. Oh my uh, God. Shout out Lisa. Um, shout out. But I was one of the editors for it. And I mean, she made a draft and went through it like so many times before she even gave it to anybody to read for the first yeah. time. 
And like going back and editing is the so difficult because you need to be so nitpicky, especially with, you know, a book as well. Like, yeah, it's such a big thing of content. Um, but yeah, I think editing is like so difficult. And I really miss um, our songwriting ensemble for that reason. And you like, know. I know, like being there and having other people be able to give you feedback. For those of you who don't know, the songwriting <laughs> ensemble, we went every week and we would bring in a song. We would get feedback on that song and edits that we had to make. And we would bring the edits in the next week. And then we could evaluate ourselves. Okay. Do I like those edits and want to pursue them further? Or do I want to go back to the original? But we Mm. were forced to make those edits for a grade. So it really kind of pushed everybody out of their comfort zone. And I was definitely the person in that class because I worked at the writing center for three years. And so anything that didn't make grammatical sense. Yeah. I on (laughs) Like so hard. I was like, who is this us? You said it was I, and now it's us. This doesn't make any sense. Who is this us? <laughs> yeah. And so I was definitely that person. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's your song and make it what you want. But I think editing is a very valuable tool for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you write songs by yourself. Because I feel like uh, when you co-write, you edit yeah. kind of as you go because you have each other to kind yeah. of filter. Bounce, um, yeah, bounce off of. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but okay. Well, we've come to the last question. Oh my gosh, this is a lot of question. So it'll be refreshing. Okay. Lily Detay at Lily Lily. Detay (laughs) asked, What podcasts do you like to listen to? And these are all the podcasts you should listen to before we release our next season, which there is going to be a next season. Don't you worry. Don't you. But yeah, while we take our short little hiatus, who knows how long, we'll see how life goes. <laughs> we'll see how long it takes us to record the next season. Yeah, then you can listen to all of these podcasts that we're about to recommend. Megan, oh talk about God. the one that you recommended to me that I'm now obsessed with. Oh my God. This is the best podcast ever. It's called Ologies, um, like biology, but plural and without the bio. <laughs> um. It's um, hosted uh, by Ali Ward, who is also like a CNN correspondent um, or I don't know. She used to be on the news somehow, um, but now I'm pretty sure she just does this full time. And the podcast is all about different like sciences and different ologies within science. Um, and so she has all sorts of episodes on people that specifically study like bears or jellyfish or um the the study of fear um happiness um money fandom it's like all these cool really out like really different um topics and she's just like so funny first of all and the editing they do is so great i love the topics the guests are always phenomenal and I just am freaking obsessed with that podcast. And also another one that's really good that's um, about songwriting is called Song Exploder. And it's really, really good. Haim has done an episode. Billie Eilish has done one. Phoebe Bridgers has done one. I haven't even and, like, heard this of guy that. just interviews them on one of their songs like one of their most popular songs and they like go really in depth into that song and then you they play it at the end of the episode it's that is so great yeah it's so good you should listen to it 
I feel like I don't listen to a lot of podcasts related to music. Like I've told you, oh. I don't even listen to our podcast because I hate hearing my voice. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and also, I'm like, I've lived it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> and I'm like, I trust Megan. Um, that sounds so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, the Phoebe Bridgers episode is really good. Ooh. Billy Eilish one. Very eye opening. did they do for Phoebe? Um, I th- remember? think Kyoto. Mm. Oh, they did Brandy Carlisle. Yes, Brandy Carlisle. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just, I'm reading her memoir right now, side note, and it's called Broken Horses. And if anyone is a folk music or Brandy Carlisle fan, go fucking read this book. It's so freaking good. Oh my God. Okay, I need to borrow it. Yeah, I'll mail it to you. It's so good. Mail it. (laughs) Um, I was looking at my podcast on here. The first podcast that I listen to related to music is and the writer is oh one of the most popular um songwriting yes again bless you one of the most popular songwriting podcasts pods yeah um but I really like that one sometimes they get a little long for me my sense of span attention span (laughs) of attention span but you know what I mean it's so minimal um so sometimes they get a little bit bored um honestly (laughs) I think I've only listened to like one of those um because I like song exploder because they're only like 20 minute episodes yeah see I like that um yeah sometimes the longer ones I get a little um sidetracked on yeah um but they also do like updates as well um oh music like every week they do like a weekly update um which to be honest i haven't listened to i'm just looking right now um (laughs) oh they just released an episode in march with lin-manuel miranda so i'll probably listen to that but they have a lot of big writers on um that are super interesting like michael buble um oh bubble bubble um (laughs) so if you're into kind of deep diving into the writing process um similar to this podcast but you know with huge artists (laughs) because it's with a bigger platform um then definitely consider that one um this is going to totally contradict what I said about not liking long podcasts but (laughs) I I listen to so many podcasts it's like my main source of entertainment but I'll watch a lot of them on YouTube as well I'm a big YouTube girl you so are a lot of these podcasts really I'm about to just shout I'm just gonna do them quickly because there are so many and they're all related to YouTubers but oh my god it's my probably number one and that's with Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning oh my god show their podcast is so good highly recommend the series about them deconstructing um their uh religious beliefs I forgot what it's called Oh, um, that sounds interesting. Their deconstruction series on there is super interesting. Um, highly recommend that. One of the n- newer podcasts that I found is called Violating Community Guidelines, and it's with Brittany Broski and Sarah Shower. Oh, okay. they go through and they go to all different corners of the internet and talk about the weird and the wacky. So they do one on like fan fiction. They do one on furries. They do one on um like uh 
chat roulette and stuff like that. Um, so they dive into those different Ugh. realms because they grew up on the internet. Uh, so they start telling about their experiences. It's really good. And then last one I'll recommend from YouTube. Oh, well, Unhinged with Chris Clemens is just classic. If you know who Chris Clemens is, you'll love it. Then this might get weird is also a duo podcast similar to Violating Community Guidelines, where it's um, uh, two women who are comedians. Ooh, okay. um, Love it. Mamrie Hart and uh, Grace. Oh, my gosh. What's her last name? Mamrie Hart and Grace. Helbig, right? Yes, I think Grace Helbig. Um, <laughs> but they have been on YouTube forever and they have this podcast together and they also go on tour and they're so funny and it's just their like day-to-day life. And it's really easy listening. It's that one's shorter, they're like 40 minutes. Oh, okay, perfect. That's and like then, that's like the perfect amount of time. Yeah. And the newest podcast I got into was with Lily on the car ride because I love true crime. I love crime documentaries, but I haven't found a podcast that I like. Like I'm very particular one about people's vocal quality. If I don't like it, I'm not going to listen to it. You should listen to cults. It's a podcast all about different cults. It's literally just called cults. That's what Lily was saying too, that I need to listen to. Um, But I've tried to like find true crime podcasts. And I know like the, the ones that are super popular and everybody loves like I've tried a lot of them and I'm not yeah. a fan for like one reason or another. Um, and maybe I just need to go back and actually like dive into it, but Lily's obsessed with them. And so we were listening to one called crime weekly. Oh, really okay. Like, because they're really long episodes and they're like each thing they talk about usually takes like multiple parts. So we oh. started listening to the one, um, one on Kaylee Anthony, the like tragic death of the girl by Casey Anthony. That one's like eight parts long. Super interesting wow. though, because they go so deep into her family's history and every aspect of the case. Um, I haven't finished wow. it, but that's cool. Um, obviously everybody, or I guess I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people know that story. So learning more about it is really interesting. And yeah, they do a lot of popular crimes, but also ones you probably haven't heard of. And it's awesome because it's two people and I was telling Lily this in the car that they kind of debate a lot of what they think and what their viewpoint is, which I really like because I love a healthy debate. Megan knows, love a healthy debate. I I'm know you do. <laughs> but they debate and the guy, I'm trying to remember, oh, Derek Lavasser. <laughs> Derek. Um, he's a retired police detective and private investigator. Ooh. So he's the co-host. And then the host is stephanie harlow and she's a true crime youtube creator and so she kind of goes through and does all the research on the case and presents it to him and gets what he thinks about it and like she has her own opinions and everything but then he will chime in with his opinions and information but it's cool to like kind of see his fresh perspective on the case even though it's they've already happened and he has a baseline idea yeah hearing about the information so it's really interesting and this is coming from someone who is has the worst attention span and the episodes are like sometimes long like two hours but it's really good for long drives and you just put it on and it's so interesting and it keeps you so enthralled and I love their dynamic and they make it like obviously it's such a hard topic and a hard kind of genre to go into to make it 
like seem entertaining or like funny yeah they have their little quips with each other and they try to keep it kind of lighthearted. um that's cute I like that but they still take it very seriously I don't want it to be like the murder is funny it's not (laughs) murder they take it very seriously but they like very much go into all the aspects of the case and do very thorough research Stephanie does so wow super interesting so that's my new obsession what was that one called again crime weekly crime weekly okay i'm gonna have to get into that one have you seen the show only murders in the building yes love that show oh that reminds me that what that kind of reminds me of that show oh so good yeah so good our obsession with crime is crazy i could i mean i could go on forever about it yeah i'm watching a show now called i'm a killer and it's a netflix show where each episode they interview somebody who has murdered somebody um Ooh, that a lot yikes. of them are on death row and they also interview people in their life and people pertinent to the case and everything that shows very interesting as well whoa um, heavy yeah yeah it's a lot um but it's yeah it's very intriguing and it's so weird that it's intriguing because it's so sad but so sad um, that's very similar to this podcast well if you like cults and think they're interesting you should listen to cults the podcast because it's very interesting they did one on the cult in oregon like the antelope ranch cults they did one on they've done them on all the famous cults yes the one in texas and waco yes of course we have a lot of friends who have podcasts as well oh yes the nashville Um, hangover the Nashville Hangover featuring our friend Rachel Mason and my friend, but also probably your friend at some point in life, yeah. um, Aubrey Heller, I believe is her last name. I am horrible with last names, I'm realizing. I think it's Aubrey. Yes. Aubrey Heller. Yes. Um, they do a podcast where they go and try a bar in Nashville and then review it the next day when they are completely hungover. Um, and it is so much fun to listen to the energy that it is so so much fun. There's a reason that there are friends also. Um, another podcast, Pearl Tate, one of the askers of the question just released a podcast with her best friend, Jordan Lair. It is called tricky existence. Um, and they talk, they both went to school for social work. Um, Pearl's currently getting her master's in social work and is about to graduate. Love. Um, so they um, talk kind of about uh, that experience and also just like their experience as women and people. And um, they just I love that episode. So I think it's kind of like forming as they go sort of thing. Um, their bio on Instagram is our take on mental health, so- social justice, sex and relationships. Ooh, OK. And say the name again. Tricky existence. Ooh, OK. Everyone go um, check it out highly recommend and I was there listening to one of the first episodes they recorded when I was up in St. Louis to see Pearl and it was so funny they're just hilarious people oh my god okay Um, I'm gonna listen and also super smart and intellectual and then we have Andy Sidow's podcast oh middle class rock star yes that is such a good one well so many of our friends have been on that one Yes, so we were on that one. Both, mm-hmm. both of us individually were on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a great dude. 
Um, for all of the Iowa listeners, my friends, uh, Chase and Parker have a podcast called pretty Fort weekly. Um, and they dive into, uh, Iowa releases a lot of the time and do reviews and interviews. Um, they did a review of my album when it came out last year. Um, so you can go listen to the review of my album, get their take on it. But um, again, the friend energy is just really great. And they've been doing it for a long time um, and are very integral to the Des Moines music scene. So we have Love a it. lot of people doing a lot of things. So many podcasts that you all need to go listen to while you're waiting for season eight of the Songwriter Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's anybody that you want to see on the podcast, I guess here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Here, here <laughs> on the podcast let us know because we are always open to suggestions and we have a lot of exciting people lined up as well please so. dm dm us with any questions that you want to have um want us to ask and any artists that you would like to hear on the podcast here see, here, see. At the songwriter diaries on instagram and you can yes. message us anytime yes well, that was the last question. I could have talked about podcasts forever. There should be yeah, a podcast wow. about podcasts. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I guess that's kind of what Only Murders in the Building was about. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Sort of. I mean, they show about a podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. They listened to a podcast, and that's how they got together. Spoilers. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> but awesome. Cute. Well, thanks for a great season, Meg. Great season. Seven incredible. We're going to be back and better than ever in season eight. <laughs> and I won't have pit stains. And you won't have pit stains. <laughs> Bye. <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs>